Hello and welcome to the inaugural edition of Farm to Table News, an independent and open sourced media outlet. I will be your host, Lincoln Brown, reporting to you from the gloomy, chilly climate of Cambridge, Massachusetts. Now, as this is an introductory episode, uh, there are a few bases we need to cover. The first is the motivation, the, the reasoning behind the birth of Farm to Table News. Well, as I stated before, operating under the principles of open source intelligence, Let's, let's, let's take a step back and define what that is exactly, and who better to do that than our lovely NATO, who defines open source intelligence as derived from publicly available information as well as other unclassified information that has limited public distribution or access. Now, that last part is really where the meat is in the definition, limited public distribution and access. And with this media outlet, we intend and we aspire to do away with these statutes of limitations and the distribution and access of information. How do we plan to do this? Well, if I had the answer, I wouldn't seek to impose the question on you, would I? But at the very least, we plan to encourage critical analysis and assessment of the capabilities and vulnerabilities, which is, again, a, the official way of saying the context and the subtext of information that we come across. We wish for a decentralization of the mainstream media and the mass propaganda that exists today in the news. This collusion is not only acknowledged, it's even mocked in mainstream media. The following audio you're about to hear was featured on a segment of Jimmy Kimmel. Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities, the El Paso Las Cruces communities, Eastern Iowa communities, Mid Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS 4 News produces. But we are concerned about the plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 
This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Uh, this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 For my listeners, I apologize for not providing the visual, but the source will be in my video description, as always. But what we have here is completely different, localized reporters reading word for word seemingly the same scripts with that little, oh, lovable inflection that they do. They, you know, we love them for. But... This begs the question, where is this script coming from? Where is it being distributed from to so many localized reporters? Well, in the golden age of information, we find ourselves blessed in today. We don't have to wonder. We can look up the owner and operator of these news stations and learn the Sinclair Broadcast Group and their role in our media. And the Sinclair Broadcast Group may be familiar to some of my viewers. They certainly have been in the news before. But let's go to their website, right? Let's go to their website and find out what they're all about. The company owns, operates, and or provides services to 185 television stations in 86 markets is a leading local news provider in the country, owns multiple networks, and has TV stations affiliated with all the major broadcast networks, and owns or operates 21 RSN brands. And looking up what that is, a regional sports network. Ah, so nothing important, just... ESPN, uh, Sportsnet, NBC Sports, nobody cares about that kind of stuff. Let's see what else we could find out about the Sinclair Broadcast Group. Hmm, uh-oh. Sinclair fires reporter for criticizing anti-carry program. 2004, oh boy. The Washington Bureau Chief for a chain of television stations that plans to run a documentary critical of John Kerry said Monday he was fired for publicly criticizing the company's decision to air the program. Uh, blah, 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 blah. CNN. I, okay, let's get down to the meat of this. Sinclair had ordered its 62 television stations to run the 40-minute film Stolen Honor, Wounds That Never Heal. Former U.S. prisoners of war criticized Kerry's role in the Vietnam-era anti-war movement. The film is backed by the Anti-Kerry Veterans Group, Swift Boat Veterans, and POWs for Truth. This goes on to say that Sinclair owns stations in the swing states of Ohio, Florida, Iowa, and Wisconsin. 
Unfortunately, this is not going to turn into a debate about which skeleton sits inside the Oval Office, but rather to ponder why has the unification, centralization of news and reporting and media resulted in the exact opposite among the society of which it reports on and to? Well, as it turns out, this phenomenon is not new by any stretch of the imagination. This is a tried and true tactic used to dismantle and ultimately destroy a society. Mr. Besmianov was born in 1939 in a suburb of Moscow. He was the son of a high-ranking Soviet Army officer. He was educated in the elite schools inside the Soviet Union and became an expert in Indian culture and Indian languages. He had an outstanding career with Novosti, which was the, and still is, I should say, the press arm or the press agency of the Soviet Union. It turns out that this is also a front for the KGB. He escaped to the West in 1970 after becoming totally disgusted with the Soviet system, and he did this at great risk to his life. He certainly is one of the world's outstanding experts on the subject of Soviet propaganda and disinformation and active measures. Well, you spoke several times before about ideological subversion. That is a phrase that uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, active мероприятия in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interest of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, 
uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his balls, then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, it doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation, uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials, economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense and economy, uh, the uh, influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in '68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all the schmucks to bring the country to crisis, to promise people all kinds of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., with the benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. Your leftists in, in the United States, all these professors and all these beautiful civil rights defenders, they are instrumental in the process of the, of the uh, uh, subversion only to destabilize the nation. When their job is completed, they are not, they are not needed anymore. They know too much. Some of them, when, when they get disillusioned, when they see that Marxist-Lenin has come to power, they, obviously they get offended. They think that they will come to power. That will never happen, of course. They will be lined up against the wall and shot. But they may turn into the most bitter enemies of Marxist-Leninists when they come to power. And that's what happened in Nicaragua. You remember most of these uh, former Marxist-Leninists were either put to prison or one of them split and now he's working against Sandinistas. It happened in, in uh, Grenada when Maurice Bishop was, he was already a Marxist. He was executed by, by a new Marxist who was more Marxist than this Marxist. Same happened in Afghanistan when uh, first there was Taraki, he was killed by Amin, then Amin was killed by Babrak Karman with the help of KGB. Same happened in, in Bangladesh when Mujibur Rahman, very pro-Soviet leftist, was assassinated by his own Marxist-Leninist military comrades. It's the same pattern everywhere. That was a 1985 interview between G. Edward Griffin and KGB defector Yuri Bezmenov explaining the idea of ideological subversion.
The link to the source will be in the video description and I encourage you to watch the full interview and come to your own conclusions, draw what you will from it. As a very wise man once said, I have complete confidence in the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. And I will leave you with this. Not only is the media the only business directly protected by a constitution and amendment, it's not here to amuse and entertain, not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental, not simply to give the public what it wants, but to inform, to arouse, to reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crisis and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger the public opinion. And so it is to the printing press, the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. That will conclude the inaugural edition. I think that's a good start here. Signing off.